All right. Oh my God. Today I'm very excited. I know you're like, when are you not excited? When are you never excited? I'm very excited. But before I continue, Sha, let me set a timer because I want to make sure that I don't go off tangent and just be talking for past how many minutes I'm supposed to talk. I'm supposed to talk for like 45 minutes. And then when the timer rings, I can pull myself back on track. Also today, fun fact, I will be recording to post on YouTube because my friends are like, you need to stop posting on, on YouTube. Not even just my friends, people on TikTok, uh, not TikTok, tweet, uh, not Twitter. Oh my God, what's wrong with my brain? Instagram specifically, I've said that. Oh my God, what about for people who don't have Spotify or that people like like visual content and the ones on YouTube. So I was like, okay, I'll attempt to record on YouTube. Our attempt to record a video and it did to put on YouTube, but listen, it didn't do be hard. It did be it did be tough, okay. But today I attempted. Um but yeah I was saying that when I said this podcast I wanted to use it as a as an avenue for me to catch up and share like my diaspora story. Um however in the past two, three, four weeks I've had people here like back to back this was Zainab, my sister, and then we had Chinwe, and then we had Jonathan afterwards. Um, I was going to have my friend Dalapa on this episode today, but when I went to the gym yesterday and I was coming back, I don't know why, like, my spirit just was like, Sally, you need to do, oh my god, I, I want to stop calling myself Sally because I want to start referring to myself as Salmat. My name is Salmat. It means peace. I'm proud of my name. I need to start calling myself. I actually didn't like people calling me Sally for a really, really long time. Anyways, I digress. I digress. So yeah, I just got like this gut feeling that I needed to record this episode by myself. I just wanted to catch up with you guys because I feel like we, we haven't spoken in like three weeks now. You guys were here for me. You came here for me. And I just feel like I haven't given you that in three, four weeks. You know what I'm acting like right now? I'm acting like one of those people who be like, when I was growing up and I used to watch music videos or like interviews and they'd be like, hey people, it's your boy or it's your girl. And I'm like, who's girl and who's boy? <laughs> who's boy and who's girl? Why are you calling yourself my boy or my girl? But no, 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 no. I'm so excited to just be catching up today. You didn't do the intro. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Rich Beach Sally. We need music. We're getting down to like the nitty gritties now. We have the name on lockdown. We have the intro unlocked. We need music next, okay? Anyways, this week's episode is me basically just catching up with you guys. If you're on my Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, you've probably seen me talk a ton about me going into my 30s i'm going to be 30 in two months and i'm so so gasped about it i've i wouldn't shut up about it if i'm being honest but it's just because i'm so excited but then again like i was saying yesterday i had a moment of reflection and i was thinking about how like i've spent my entire 20s in america as opposed to like Nigeria and a part of me was very very heartbroken about that because I really do wish that it was better at home and I could have stayed and like had like do you understand how heartbreaking it is because there's so many things like friends family things that you've missed weddings people giving birth death burials like so many things that we've missed out on I think one of the things that really, really stood out for me and broke my heart the most when I was thinking about it yesterday was when I first moved to the US and 
the reality that it would separate me from my friends and family didn't really hit me that hard until one day i think like a year into me moving i don't even think it was a year into me moving i feel like it was like um six to eight months into me moving my friend messaged me on twitter and he was like oh you you just moved and you forgot boys now he's one of my closest friends now we've we've sorted ourselves through it but like you just move and you just fuck up boys and you don't even be tweeting with us anymore you don't even be like and it really really broke my heart okay because it was just it was i i i understand where he's coming from and the reason why it felt really heartbreaking for me is that the fact that it was associated with pride like oh now you're proud you don't you don't want to be checking up on boys or because you're in america oh my god it really really broke my heart and i had to just be like oh my god that's not that could i've been farther from the truth like you know i moved we're trying to settle there is like the depression of moving to another person's country and trying to sort yourself out or not knowing what you're going to do there's a time zone difference also or like tweeting or like discussing things that now you can't necessarily like relate to anymore and you know they are talking about something and you can't relate to it anymore or you have experiences that they can't relate to anymore i remember one time i actually stopped talking to someone because of this particular issue because the previous person you know at least extended me grace privately to reach out to me and say hey you haven't been checking up on boys but this particular incident we were tweeting on the timeline about something related to nigeria i can't remember what it was and i shared my opinion again it wasn't as if it wasn't like now that i'm like 10 years deep into not 10 years <laughs> not 10 years i'm sorry but like seven eight years deep into america then it was like a year two years and i shared my opinion you know and he was like what do you know you put that in diaspora always too quick to like put your mouth in something that doesn't concern you and i had to be like wait what it doesn't concern me what do you mean it doesn't con my parents are still there my siblings are there my my entire family is there what do you mean talking about nigeria doesn't concern me because i'm in america like it concerns me <laughs> it's it concerns me the most are you kidding me sometimes you want, almost want to have survivor's guilt like oh my god i got out i feel so bad you know that i got out and you don't want to like contribute to things that they're saying on twitter because you got out but yeah, I was just thinking about all of those things yesterday and how like my entire 20s, I lived in another man's country, you know, and it kind of saddened me a little bit. But let's get into me being 30. Oh my God. You know, when I think about the fact that in two months I'm going to be 30, it's mind blowing. It's proper mind blowing because sometimes I tend to like beat myself down and be like, oh God, you haven't done a lot of things and you're about to be 30. Look at your mates. When I was younger, fun fact, I used to compare myself to Justin Bieber. <laughs> I used to be like, Sally, is that not your mate going platinum? Are you serious? Is that not your mate? And now I'm just like, what the hell? Of all people to compare myself to, why is it, why was it Justin Bieber? Or I'll see someone like doing something like mind blowing at my age, and I'm just like, oh my god, Sally, Salmat, Salmat, sorry, Salmat. I'll be like, Salmat, what are you doing? This person has like a million billion dollars, and they're married with five kids, and they have all of these things. But now it's just, what? 
the level of pride that I have in my growth and things that have happened through the years is just outstanding, especially because it's shaped again by me being so far away from home. So it's like I didn't have that tremendous support that I would have if I was back at home or I would be able to quit and just go back home. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, not that even now I won't be able to quit and go back home, but like home is far away. It's like 3K dollars far away. I can't just pick up and go back home. It's like 5K dollars. And also like, imagine if I lived in Lagos and I lived by myself and I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm done with everything. First of all, I would never have moved out from my mother's house if I was in Lagos. Never. I would have lived in my mother's house till I got married if I still lived back in Lagos. And you're like, Samas, I don't think so. You probably have moved out because of freedom. No, you don't know how I grew up. My mom was literally the coolest mom. Ask anybody who knew my mom or who knew how we lived in my house. My mom was the freaking coolest. Everything I do now as an adult, I could do as someone growing up especially just knowing her rules knowing her boundaries knowing like respect also my mom please 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 don't don't please i would have still lived with my mom till i got married honestly i only be moving out to my husband's house because i didn't want to be you know uh, intimacy in my mother's house if not probably leave my mother's house like freaking died perfect example and when i graduated from Covenant University and I was waiting for like my admission and I worked at this company in Nigeria and I used to go from Lagos to Yaba like from Lekki to Yaba every single day and oh my god that was like frustrating I hated my job one day I just told my mom I'm not going to work again I quit and she's like okay do you what do you want to do I said I don't want to do anything I just want to stay at home and she's like okay sure no problem and then I called my dad I was like I want to come stay with you and he was like sure so my point is that if I lived, if I was back in Nigeria through like my formative years, like my 20s and all these bad jobs I've had, all these like bad friends or bad, whatever, bad relationships, I could have easily just been like, yes, I just want to go home immediately and I'll go home and I'll be fine. Or there were even times like, I even feel like maybe a larger portion of like the depressive episodes and anxiety was because we're so far away from home. Sometimes you just need a tight hug to solve your problem that day like you just need someone who truly truly loves you like your mom or your dad your siblings to give you a title and be like you're going to be okay you know you're going to be okay and that would solve like a, a lot a, a big portion of like your problems i just feel like my being away from home through these years and not having like in-person support has been something that has really, really affected me i will say also it's kind of opened us up to aligning ourselves to people who are not necessarily that we're not supposed to necessarily as, as, align ourselves with because again like i said from the beginning think about like when we first move and you don't know a lot of people here you kind of just make friends on the fly as you go. You go to a house party with all Nigerians and you're like, oh my God, how many friends can I make here so I can hang on to people, you know? Now it's a little bit different at this age because you're just like, 
sure even if it's one quality friend I have I'll stick to that one quality friend you're not like you know hard to make friends because you have to make a lot of friends to survive or like even relationships you're getting into bad relationships because you need that companionship and you need that intimacy you need that support because you can't get them you're far away from home but now it's just okay you know you know I've just had people on TikTok before about one guy that I went on a date with back in Houston that had a gun I was trying to shoot me and honestly I'm not even going to blame myself I would never blame myself because I didn't go into that because of like desperation or like I didn't know who that he was that type of person so that that might not necessarily apply in this scenario but like my point the point I'm trying to make is that because of loneliness and we're far away from home we tend to make really um irrational decisions just so that we can hang on to a community and hang on to a group of people do you understand what i'm saying or to friends or to partnerships or to relationships and just growing and knowing better as someone who's going into my 30s is just such a wonderful feeling that now I'm aligning myself, I'm surrounding myself with people who I genuinely think want the best for me, I genuinely think I have a lot in common with, um, I genuinely think are happy for me, I'm happy for them. Um, when it comes to relationships, I don't, I don't really like talking much. If you know me, I don't really like dwelling on like romantic relationships because I just feel like I just feel like you can't really explain it to everybody like you can't and also we all have like different experiences different ones when it comes to like romantic relationships that it's difficult to really like articulate like what you're saying or what like how you feel or how you want to be loved to people who are not needing to give you love like what would be the point of me telling you now how i want to be loved are you going to love me <laughs> are you going to be my bed tomorrow i mean don't answer that question it's a rhetoric question but like you get what i'm saying maybe maybe one day i will actually attempt to talk through my romantic emotional feelings but i also don't necessarily like to prioritize them in like my discussions because there are way far way more things that i feel like we can learn from each other outside of like romance which internet has saturated us to these days we're talking about romance so let me do you one solid and put less of that on your plate and just vibe with you about other parts of life through my 20s for sure for sure like i made a lot of mistakes when it came to like community building and just like comparing myself to people and where I should be am I successful enough am I not successful enough I will say like the turning point for me in my life came maybe like 2021 uh yeah 2021 was like a turning point for me before 2021 I still used to be like a very ambitious person especially because I was far from home and I used to always just want to make sure that I wasn't doing anything that was shaming my parents back home you know shaming my friends back home it felt to me like I was like a community pride right and I had to do my possible because I also understood the opportunity that I was given to come to America to like I said from the beginning, a part of me used to always feel guilty that I had this opportunity to come to America and to start all over again, if you put it that way, that like I came to start all over again. But a part of me used to feel like, girl, you know, you got away. You got away from like no light. You got away from like not having 
you know a lot of things taking care of in Nigeria you go away and you're in a place now where you could actually make a good name for yourself and you have electricity you have everything that you need to be able to succeed so a part of me felt very very responsible it felt like a huge responsibility that I had to make sure I didn't shame not just my parents I'm going to be 100% honest with you I felt like I had a responsibility not to shame my parents not to shame my family as a whole my siblings my younger ones my elder ones my friends i felt like i had a, a responsibility not to shame the people that i went to school with people that knew me i'm not even joking like i was like so much you can't have a police re- you can't have an arrest on your record you can't have theft you can't have anything unclean on your record because there are people that are not necessarily counting on you for like money not money no but like there are people just counting on you to be I don't say be good, but just to be responsible. There are people who could have had this opportunity that you, there are people who deserve it more than you do, that don't have it. And so you owe it to yourself, you owe it to those people, you owe it to your parents to just be good. Honestly, that's how I felt for all of my 20s. I probably still feel that way in to some certain extent. It's not necessarily a bad thing. There's it, it doesn't really pressure me anymore. Like before it used to pressure me, but now it doesn't pressure me as much. Now I just vibe, vibe in and I think maybe also because this year repeatedly, especially this year, last year, I've been told by all of all these people, most of all these people that I felt like I had a responsibility to be good to, that I have been doing a great job and we are so proud of you. You continuously do good in everything you do. You have never gotten into trouble. You've been making a name for yourself. So it feels it feels nice. It feels like, okay, okay, girl, you weren't crazy. I don't love those things that you were doing. They were nice. So I spent my 20s just like <sighs> preparing for this very moment. So it feels like a reward now. It feels like a huge reward now going into my 30s, prepared, more prepared than I've ever, ever been, right? But I digress. I was saying how, like, for me, my turning point came like two years ago 2021 you know when I lost my mom and I started like really trying to like and I had been dealing with like mass like depression like it was very very bad it was very bad to almost the point of like suicide at some times when I was doing my master's because I was so far away from home and I always used to be like okay I'm not going to do anything to myself because of my mom because I didn't want her to be like you know, like I said, my mom, my community, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, after everything, after all the opportunity that you had, you thought that taking yourself out was the best thing that you could do. But especially my mom, because I felt like it would be like she failed as a parent. So when she died, it felt like, okay, what is next? What else is there to do? Like, what else is there to do? Okay. And so he, it took like a very, very conscious effort. It took a very conscious effort then to be like, if you're going to stay alive, right, girl, you might as well stay alive for the right reasons. And you might as well make sure that every single day when you wake up, you're choosing to stay alive and you're choosing to be, to find the joy in staying alive. If that makes sense. Like, you're not only going to choose to stay alive every day, but you're going to choose to find the joy. You're going to you're going to make sure that you're staying alive for the right reasons, not because of one person, not because of 
multiple people, but because you do see the joy in being alive. And so at that point, I started seeking therapy. Eventually, I went to see a psychiatrist because therapy wasn't necessarily helping and it was something with me. I just, I'm a depressed person. It was because I took depression pills first and they helped, but they had a lot of side effects. So I got off them and then went on to anxiety pills. And yeah, they've been really helpful to me because I'm only taking anxiety pills, right? I wouldn't even say that they contributed to me being happy or being content with life. But I think one of the things that I had to do really to get to this point I am where every day, I'm very grateful for therapy. I'm not even going to lie to you. I always tell people that I hope that every single person in their life, even if you feel like you grew up in the most loving home and your parents put gold and love and the this like you're just filled with so much love i still think you need to go talk to a professional at some point in your life for me it really changed my life and you know that thing is that it's like with any doctor you or any like relationship that you have some of them are going to work some won't work i had two therapists before i finally had my therapist when i was in seattle and you know what i used to always tell them that i don't want any assignment don't give me assignments please i don't want to do assignment. i don't want to finish come back from work and then you come and give me assignment in therapy why do you you think me i'll come and do assignments that's just impossible every episode that i do by myself i try not to cry i try not to cry but it's also i'm human being it feels like i'm reflecting on my journey i also feel like i've been very vulnerable lately in sharing things with people that I feel like, oh my God, I almost want to cover my eyes. Like, oh my God, you're sharing too much. But then I'm like, I've also had people reach out to me and say, oh my God, this was so nice of you to share, you know? And so I'm just like, okay, I'll take one person saying, this was so nice of you to share and it helped them in some way than for me to just keep quiet and die with like my story. Also, I fully believe in, I might as well share my story myself. These things I'm saying, they're not secrets. People who have been friends with me have known these things. People who are no longer part of my life, they know these things and they probably gist with other people about it. How, why why can't it just come directly from me to you i'm the one giving you the gist now okay so it's fair game honestly it's fair game but no when i went to therapy after my mom died again like i said it had to take like a very very conscious effort to be like every single day i wake up i'm choosing to leave and that came in like different forms right First, you have to understand like your relationship with yourself through my 20s, through like me growing up. What was that relationship with myself? I've spoken about this before on TikTok. Honestly, TikTok, oh, TikTok has all of my gems. But I've talked about this before on TikTok, how like the very first thing I had to do at all was forgive both of my parents as someone who grew up in Nigeria in the house that I grew up in. Like, that was the very, very first thing I had to grow up with. My parents were not abusive. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully. Um, not physically abusive, but like, you know, there are other forms of abuse. I grew up in a house of love. Again, it was shown in different forms as, you know, different houses have different forms of showing love. I grew up in a house of love and I genuinely love my parents, but I also had to forgive them for a lot of things I feel like I picked up when I was growing up. A lot of things that I had to not only just even forgive them, but empathize with them and 
empathize with like them as I went on like as an adult now being like I, I think I was 27 at the time and seeing how hustle can be and how hard it can be and I'm just like wait and they had to do this with five children or even thinking about my mom how like she was a single mom for a period of time and I'm thinking and she had to do this with five children yeah I can see why she was upset <laughs> I can see why she was upset the whole time but then I also had to go through like this forgiveness period without being physically in front of them right I even had to do it with just one parent because now the other parent is late, right? So I couldn't have a conversation with her and tell her face to face that I forgive her or like I know how she's feeling. I mean, there are other, there, I do be talking to my mom, do listen, we have conversations in the spirit world all the time. She's probably here sitting down with me. She'll be gassing me up. Every time I cook, I feel my mom just saying, hmm, are you really going to add that? Are you, that's a story for another day. But yeah, it was a little bit difficult also to be able to have that forgiveness conversation with like Nigerian parents. I've written, oh, I remember I wrote about it on my blog, on my blog, sorry, not vlog. But that was the very, very first step. When I did that, then I had to go into forgiving myself for like all the mistakes I made. And if I'm being honest, the funny thing is that now I can't even remember all the things that I was trying to forgive myself for because I just, it feels like forgiving myself for those things, I've forgotten them now. Like, I've forgiven and I've truly, truly forgotten. <laughs> like, to me, my, my, my slate is clean. I'm pure to myself. Like, I've extended myself so much grace for the mistakes. I'm human being. Of course, I've, I'm, I'm going to make mistakes. The bottom line, though, is I have to make sure going forward, I'm not making the same mistake, right? And for the past two, three years, I feel like I'm not a perfect human being, but I've stared at myself in such an amazing direction that I feel like I'm no longer bringing shame. Like, I'm not doing things that... I'm thinking, like, I was thinking about it yesterday night that I'm no longer making moves I used to make in my 20s. I'll be like, Sally, you should be ashamed of yourself for what you did. Like, let me give an example. Maybe holding on to a relationship, friendship, especially romantic relationship with men that I shouldn't necessarily be choosing. And I'm even, like, begging them to stay in said relationship. And I'm just like, uh, why are you doing this? I have, like, that's not happened, you know, in a while. Or maybe even yelling at someone or overreacting. Oh, yesterday I was at dinner with some friends and we were being asked questions on our, you know, selves and, like, what we... Like, I can't remember what the question was, but every time I wanted to speak, someone was cutting me and I was trying to, like... One of the things that I picked up about myself is that... um before now, one of the things that I used to do that really used to upset me, upset people, is that when I'm very passionate about talking about things, and so when I'm in a group of people, I'm finding myself, like, asserting myself, or I'm cutting people off because I want to be heard. And after I forgive my, after I reflected on why was I doing that, and, you know, you can't do that going forward. I have not cut people, like, if I want to talk in a group of people now, I'll raise my hand, and I say, like, taking mental note of what am I going to say when I'm actually given the opportunity to speak, so when I'm given the opportunity to speak, I'm very well asserting myself in a lower tone, but you can also, like, feel that I've taken some time to, like, process my thoughts, or even, like, empathizing with people, and not just 
again, not just asserting myself and my opinion and everybody. I feel like these things come with age, but they also come with like understanding and deep diving. I'm using a lot of Amazon words right now, but like understanding and deep diving yourself and like your bad qualities and just making sure that you're working on them. I think that that was another thing was just like learning to um forgive myself and then I started being more gentle and graceful towards myself and extending myself like a lot of grace like I'm a human being of course I'm going to make mistakes and we talk about boundaries all the time but I feel like sometimes we don't necessarily think that we should we feel bad sometimes for the type of boundaries that we have and maybe we're being too strict like I used to always be like girl you're strict and if you if you know me very personally you know I'm I can be very 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 strict but in thinking very deeply about myself and what makes me as a human being I have come to terms with the fact that I'm very very sensitive I'm extremely sensitive it's and I hated this quality about myself before, but now I, I freaking love it. I love it. I'm a sensitive human being. Things just don't bounce off me like it would bounce with anybody. You can't just call me any type of name. And I feel like for me, it comes from a place of how I treat myself and how I want to talk to myself. So why, uh, if I'm not going to call myself different types of names, if I'm not going to treat myself, some, again, I had to be shamed into actually accepting this quality about myself because I'm thinking, wait, why am I so sensitive? But it's because of how, you know, I feel like I've treated myself in the past and how now I want to be treated. Like, you can't just, you can't call me any type of name or like, you can't just treat me any type of way. Like, I, I don't understand why another person will be able to treat me any type of way that I wouldn't treat myself. Why would I be acceptable? Like, why will it be acceptable? So, yes, I'm very strict. But that's because, have you seen the way that I treat myself? Have you seen the way that I carry myself? Have you seen the way that I talk to myself? I'm very gentle in the way that I talk to myself. I'm the one who's going to bed at night with how I feel and inside of my body. So why would I allow someone else to talk to me that way? It's just, it does, it just, I don't place myself in that, in anybody's, I don't want to ever put myself in anybody's hand that they feel like it's okay for them to treat me anyhow. Man, woman, old, young, nobody. It's just not okay. And there's some things, obviously, that you'll be able to discern that somebody's joking with you. There's some things that you might not be able to discern if it's a joke or not, but there's also a limit and a boundary to how far you should be able to joke with me about certain things. That's how I feel, right? Somebody once said that I'm not forgiven, and I was like, it's okay. That's okay. If if me not wanting to take bullshit or not wanting to allow you to walk all over me is me not forgiving, that's perfectly okay. We're just not aligned to being in each other's lives, you know? And that, I feel like that's what I had to go through all of my 20s, just trying to figure myself out. That's why I said that, you know, it, it ended up meaning that a lot of us had to settle for like different friends or community that were not necessarily aligned with us, you know? But I'm really 
happy to be here like i feel like another aspect of me being older or going into my older age is finances being in your 20s and just hustling 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 jesus christ my brain was fried from me just wanting to make sure that i was okay and i think honestly about certain periods of my life and not having the financial stability that i have right now to thinking that oh my god will i be okay will i go broke will i this will i that is it gonna be okay am i gonna there was it was a lot of worrying somebody said on twitter the other day that they feel like one of the reasons why one of the cure for depression and anxiety financial stability i can relate to that like 50 percent. the other 50 percent is just your brain sorry just your brain but to a very large extent when you have financial stability a lot of your worries go away and i think that comes from like if i'm going to give anybody like a piece of advice when it comes to like financial stability i'm not even going to lie i'm going to be honest with you it would take like one two years of intense sacrifice like intense sacrifice something that will make you very very uncomfortable for me it was when i was in the oil and gas industry i hated that job i hated that job i stayed at that job for two years because i got my rent paid by my company then and so i was saving that money so that i could buy my first house right and so that one two years of most extreme uncomfortability you can ever imagine has now paved the way for me to now be comfortable now in my 30s and i was younger then so i could get away with like being extremely uncomfortable you know even back then i remember when i bought my first house i had to have roommates and i i do not like having roommates that was another thing i had to do for like two years even when i moved to seattle i had to have a roommate for like a year or six months Again, just being very, very uncomfortable. And now I'm going to be in my 30s without a roommate by the special grace of God. And if the economy allows me to keep on going like this, you know, so you just have to be uncomfortable for a, you give yourself a time limit and just properly plan. But also, 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 I always tell people that do not forget to enjoy. Do not forget to enjoy because if you die, but like I've said this countless times, if you die, America will just carry your money. Again, do not forget to enjoy yourself. There are also like different types of expectations that we have for ourselves through our years. And when we're growing up, we'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to be married and with kids when I'm 27, when I'm 25. And when I moved here, I started seeing people that were my classmates in the same set as I I, like literally someone I used to sit in class with got married like maybe two years after I moved here and then the next year so many more people got married the next year people got engaged people got married and you're here just like chasing financial stability or chasing you know settling in that country not that people don't get married here as well but it feels like the clock for those of us who moved abroad kind of like goes back right so does it go back or go front but basically, if the chances of you getting married now or, you know, having a family, if you your clock was like 25 when you were in Nigeria, now it's going to push out to like 20, 27, 29 because, you know, you have to graduate and you have to have financial stability. This is 
again, you can't just go back home or ask for help from home. Also, like if they send you money even from Nigeria to now start a family, how much do you think that that money can go as far as having a family in America where rent is like two grand or do you understand what I'm saying? So it feels like your clock kind of resets for you when you come back home and you're seeing people that you grew up with make all of the strides and make all of this like have a family. And you just have to remember that our races are different. They also, again, not to speak for them, because that would be generalizing, but you don't know if they're feeling like, oh my God, maybe I should have the opportunity that this person has to be abroad. We don't know that. So why would you ever compare like your journey to another person, you know? Stop hustling as hard because I'm going to go into my thirties now. I'm going to fully, fully enjoy myself. Like, do you actually think that I'm going to, the way I'm, I'm, I'm handling this whole thirties business is like, I'm 25 years old. I'm excited. I'm going to be like sweet 16 and just like having the time of my life. Of course, with back pain and, you know, migraines here and there because I'm old and I can't stand the clubs, but I'll enjoy it in other ways that I can, you know, find new hobbies, painting, dinner parties, pottery classes, pilates, whatever however with a little bit more money now and now that the girl is finer you know it's just something to think about like our clocks are different and now you know thankfully your clock has led you to this place now where you know you get to enjoy all of the things that you enjoy my friends who have kids or my family members who have kids now I'm going to be the best auntie because I've settled and I have money to take care of them mentally. I'm doing a lot better. I can be the best rich auntie that anybody anybody can get. You guys start having babies so I can be, you know, the rich auntie. Like that's my calling in life to be a rich auntie. I'm very happy about like just being in my 30s. Sometimes I feel like Sometimes I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to lie to you. I feel like, you know, when people are about to die and they have like this rush of energy, sometimes I get scared. Oh my God, am I going through that? But then I survive and I'm alive the next and I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't going to die. I was just content. Like I feel fulfilled. I feel content. I feel like I'm living in my true purpose. Like I've been telling you guys, I've been enjoying creating content. It's a hobby that I've picked up this year and I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it i enjoy like speaking in front of the camera i enjoy cooking and taking care of myself the way that i'm treating myself is so much more beautiful my friends love me uh people on the internet who don't know me they tell me all the time that they love me and i'm like thank you of course there are moments of sadness where i feel like i wish i did all of these things back at home with the people that i grew up with the people who loved me people who raised me unfortunately for me that didn't happen that has not happened i hope that we get reunited one day and i'm with them and i'm sharing all of the success with them you guys you know what i'm trying to also do i want to know if like episodes with me of course you guys are going to episode with me are better because you love me but yes i feel like episodes with me are just a little bit more personal and they're much more has felt and well received i don't know but let me know what you guys think about like episodes with me versus episodes with other people i really did enjoy myself today i really did like and i want to cut it short here on a on a high note because i'm feeling good i'm feeling great i thoroughly did enjoy talking to you guys have a wonderful sunday and i will catch you guys next week okay
have a wonderful Sunday, guys. Bye-bye.